wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Now, please welcome at this time your hosts, Graham, GSM Matthews, and RJ Marceau. You're listening to the next era of wrestling radio. This is Wrestle Rant Radio. Here on WrestleRant Radio for the annual Thanksgiving Classic, November 23rd, 2023. I am Graham Houston Matthews. As always, being joined by Mr. Marceau. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. How you doing? Doing good. I'm ready to eat some turkey stuffing and gravy. <laughs> Turkey's cooking as we speak. Listen, full disclosure, we never actually record on the holiday. We're talking on Wednesday, so no dynamite talk here today. But I do want to talk to you today about full gear from last weekend, as well as Survivor Series coming up this weekend. So kind of sandwiched in between the holiday is... Uh, Full gear last weekend, Survivor Series coming up as well. Lot to get into, new episodes every single week, every single Thursday, bringing these episodes uh, to you on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Pandora. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, and never miss new episodes every single week. Uh, listen, Mr. Marceau, we're going to get right into it here today before I let you go to go enjoy your turkey. Full gear from last weekend. Give me your quick thoughts. We'll get into some of the bigger talking points from the pay-per-view. But your overall takeaways from the pay-per-view last weekend. I thought it was a decent show. Um, I mean, there's some stuff I liked, some stuff I definitely didn't like. Um, thought the, like, the main event was good. The whole logic leading into it was, I mean, my head's spinning still, and it was four days ago. But I thought that was a good match. Like, the swerve, like I said, I, you always, like, put those things perfectly for me. You said on Twitter, it's like not my cup of tea. I mean, the whole death match, bleeding, gushing, staple gun, all that stuff just isn't my, like, that's not what I like in wrestling. So, I mean, if people liked it, to me, I'm just like, no thank you. They also just, I feel like every week there's just some kind of street fight, garbage match. Like, they just had a street fight on, on Dynamite last week with with uh, the Callis family and Jericho and all them, so... I mean, I just feel like it's just kind of overkill at this point, but like I said, plenty of people liked it. Um, shocked that Julia Hart won. You did pick her. I don't know. I just think it was could have kept the ball on Statlander a little bit longer. Um, big, big Bill and uh, Starks retaining wasn't too surprising. Um, I'm trying to think of else booking-wise. There was anything sticking out I thought of. Um, like I said, that was a solid show. I mean, people like, greatest show ever. I wouldn't go that far. Um, but like I said, I thought the main event was good, and there's some other good matches. Um, but, like, the, the deathmatch stuff to me kind of stuck out. That's something I just don't care for. No, it definitely did stand out. I mean, that was definitely the biggest talking point coming out of this pay-per-view as far as whether it was great, it was trash, loved it, hated it, whatever. Well, I'll get to that in a second, but I do want to talk about what the show kind of centered around, the show-long storyline with the AEW World Championship. Now, honestly, I'm going to be totally honest with you here. I love the main event itself. I thought the match itself was great. Not a fan of the smoke and mirrors and shenanigans and stuff. Well, 
I'll talk about that in a second. The actual storyline with the idea that MJF got hurt in the opening match on the pre-show, alongside Samoa Joe, successfully retaining the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, I thought was very dumb. To plant the seed of doubt with MJF maybe not being able to be cleared to compete and whatever, okay, fine. But throughout the pay-per-view, dude, they literally promoted the new main event as Jay White challenging for the championship because if MJF couldn't go, then he would automatically win the title. Jay White facing Adam Cole, who did come back during the kickoff show, resurfaced and said, if MJF can't go, then I will. The crack medical team in AEW said nothing about this, by the way. Tony Khan made no mention of the fact that Adam Cole is currently also, in quotation marks, by the way, here, I'm not in quotation marks, I'm sorry, in parentheses, legitimately hurt, let's put that in all caps and bold as well, he was legitimately hurt, not that that really matters from a wrestling standpoint, because all injuries are legit, and wrestling, obviously, as far as uh, the storyline stuff goes, but he is actually hurt, I don't think anyone actually thought for a single second that he would go in there and wrestle that match, so to promote the main event as such, as Jay White versus Adam Cole, I thought was very dumb. And then we ended up getting Jay White versus MJF anyway. So I thought the route they took to get there was very unnecessary and silly. And I thought the match itself was very entertaining. My biggest nitpick, though, beyond the stuff I just mentioned, was the fact, like I said, the overuse of shenanigans. To me, it kind of felt like they were trying to tell two different stories. They wanted to go in there and have a great match, but they also wanted to go in there and have this interference and the bullshit and the overbooking and all this other garbage. Um, That wasn't awful. I've seen it in worse situations in AEW, and specifically in pay-per-view main events. This didn't really bother me. It was along the same lines as Cole and MJF from Full... Not full, from Full Gear. This was Full Gear. From All In a couple of months ago. And I thought the match itself was great, but I thought this whole thing could have been better and cleaner had MJF just gone in there. clean. Because I feel like when they did the whole injury angle and the Adam Cole thing, it made it even that much more obvious that MJF was retaining. So I just thought that whole thing was unnecessary. What about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, like you said, the thing that didn't make the, for me that didn't make the most sense is that so MGF and Samojo defended the tag belts because Adam Cole wasn't clear to wrestle, but then he was clear to wrestle in the main event because yeah. MGF was hurt. Like, that makes no sense. Like, he wasn't clear to begin with, so then why would he be clear to then fight in the main event? Like, so I think it was just such a convoluted way to get to it, like teasing, like, oh, there's a chance, but then it never, like, it didn't even pay off. And like I said, the whole interference and all that bull crap, I don't know. I just not a huge fan of it not like we didn't see it coming like we talk about this all the time it's like the bloodline or judgment day like you know it's coming mm-hmm. it is what it is i mean like I, said, I thought the main event itself was good but it's just i just think the way they got there was just so convoluted that it just kind of i don't know like i don't even know why you'd go that convoluted it just i don't know like you said i don't their medical team needs to be looked at Tony Connie's we looked at. Yeah. Like, logic wise, just like made no 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 sense. No sense at all. I mean, again, it just uh, if they had attempted to make sense out of it from a storyline standpoint, maybe I would excuse it. But just the bare basics of why would this guy be cleared to compete, but not MJF? And MJF ended up getting cleared from a storyline standpoint, obviously. But with Cole, he's in crutches. Why would he be in there wrestling the match? That just didn't really make much sense to me. Why would that be sanctioned? But the actual match itself, I thought was fine. Um, MJF retaining the championship, as he probably should have. I like Jay White, and I wish, you know, it, had he won, that would have been a cool way to switch things up. But it's pretty clear to me they want MJF to go to Long Island as champion next month and defend the championship in his hometown. And uh, the whole story being, because he escaped this show as the champion, so he now has reached one year as the AW World Champion. He broke Omega's record. He broke the one-year mark as champion. Now the question is, can he end the year as champion and become the first champion 
in AEW history to hold the belt from day one to day 365. And uh, I'm not sure that he will. I'm not really sure who's next. I, I'm sure we'll find out tonight on Dynamite. Maybe the devil stuff will play into it. Again, this might be outdated by the time this goes up on Thursday because we're talking before Dynamite, like I said. But we didn't get any devil progression on this pay-per-view at all. And that didn't bother me. It's not a storyline I'm overly invested in personally. I feel like with some of the stuff AEW tries to make it more convoluted than it needs to be, WWE obviously has done the same thing in the past as well. Uh, I'm also just not confident they have a great, satisfying conclusion to the storyline that to me would make this whole thing worthwhile. But I think it probably will, as I've said before, end up being Jack Perry, and it might end up being revealed tonight on Dynamite with it being in Chicago. And, um, you know, the whole glass thing that they were teasing a couple weeks ago, and maybe he's next in line for a title shot, or maybe it's some sort of multi-man match at World's End. Do you think that maybe, even if it's not Jack Perry, the reason why we did not see the devil on this show is because Adam Cole's involved, but then my question to you would turn into, if it is Adam Cole's the devil, then is this a long, long, long-term storyline? Because Adam Cole might not be cleared for a very long time. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I, I guess, I, like I said, I was honestly, like I said, I'm not that I'm overly, like, I don't really care about the whole storyline, like, I was a little surprised we didn't get anything on the show, um, like I said, I don't, like, if Adam Cole's involved, or he is the person, like, I guess we got a long time to wait, unless the injury's, like, kayfabe, I guess, but, to all my knowledge, it's a real injury, so, I mean, I don't know, I, I, I just, I think it's Jack Perry, I think it was Adam Cole, I just feel like, it, like I said, if the payoff would take so long, and I don't really know why you'd have to go in that direction to get there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we'll probably see it, like I said, probably see it tonight, so it'll probably be outdated now, but, uh, I, if I was taking a guess, I'd say it's Jack Barry. Yeah, that to me would make the most sense, and and that would be fine. I feel like you could just have him come back and, and beat up MJF without doing the whole devil thing, but it does get people to tune in and cause some conversation, so I guess it's working from that respect. Um, I'm not sure if Jack Perry, to me, would be worthy of the reveal. I mean, I like Jack Perry as a heel, but, you know, I guess we'll find out tonight. I'm sure he's going to get great heat in Chicago for the whole CM Punk stuff from over the summer, so there is that. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about from the show that we already mentioned, that you already brought up, the Texas death match that we see quite a lot in AEW. This was the fourth one they've done. I think all of them have involved Adam Page. Um, he won all of them up until this one, actually. Swerve Strickland picking up the win here. I picked Adam Page to win. I think you picked Swerve. Did you pick Swerve last week? I think you did, right? I don't remember. I do not think so. I think I picked... I think I picked Hangman, but I said I wanted Swerve to win. Yeah, yeah, I know we both said that, because I had said that, listen, I think Adam Page is winning here, he's avenging the loss from Wrestle Dream uh, when Swerve won in his hometown of Seattle, but I think Swerve going 2-0 against Adam would send a great message and really propel him to that next level, and that's exactly what happened. So, to me, I was happier with the win than the match itself, If and a lot of people have already said it was the match of the night. It probably is, honestly, even as someone who's not a Texas Deathmatch fan at all, and I'll get into that. Um, I can applaud their effort and the fact that it did feel like a worthy... I mean, the feud will probably continue, let's be honest. Brian Cage getting involved wasn't exactly ideal. Um, The interference was unnecessary. I think uh, Prince Nana taking the bump would have been enough. But the outcome to me was like a means to an end. It it justified the match itself for me. The, The biggest issue I have with these sort of matches, aside from the fact the drinking of the blood thing was just fucking disgusting. Like, I don't care. Oh, this is like the... I saw people talking all day about it on Monday and Tuesday. One of the coolest things that's ever happened, or one of the coolest shots in wrestling history, it was like a photo of Paige underneath Swerve 
drinking the blood, which was just fucking gross. With Nigel McGuinness, of all people, who had his career ended by stuff involving blood. I mean, it, I don't really need to go into the story, but look it up. Um, I, having him at ringside for this whole thing was uh, quite interesting. But I just thought it was really, really stupid. Um, the overall match, though, like I said, I thought they put forth the strong effort, and it's not, like you said, my cup of tea at all, but I can appreciate what they had tried to do. I think is the best way I can probably put it. But I think that, to your point, Mr. Marceau, the biggest issue with this stuff is that they do it too often. I feel like if they had done it once a year, it would mean more than it does. But we just saw a street fight days earlier on Dynamite where someone took a fucking tombstone through a table. Like, I know people are saying, oh, this is what AEW's for. This is why it's an alternative to WWE. Yeah, but that doesn't mean just because it's different than what WWE does, one, doesn't make it right, and two, does not mean we need to see it every other day on their programming. No, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I mean, like you said, I think the whole, like, the Brian Cage involvement, it wasn't even that he, like, got involved. It was, like, he, like, legit was in the match. Like, it wasn't like he just, like, tripped someone, and, like, he was, like, actually in the match. Like, he intertwined himself in the match. I don't know why he waited so long, but... Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. Like I said, definitely not my cup of tea. If they did it last, it'd probably mean more, but I still probably wouldn't be a big fan, but like I said, I think I'd give it even more of a pass if it wasn't happening so often, but... When it's a weekly occurrence, I just, to me, I just don't, I don't know, I don't really care for it. Yeah, no, I just, it happens so consistently in this company, and people eat that shit up between uh, Anarchy in the Arena, and you do the Texas, or not Texas, Texas Deathmatch, but Stadium Stampede, and then all these other sort of stipulations. Uh, blood and guts. Like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre match with Jeff Jarrett and fucking Jeff Hardy. Oh god, that was just fucking stupid. That wasn't even hardcore. That was just a definite. That was one of the worst matches in that company's history. But yes, that was also up there. As, uh, yeah, I mean, we just see this stuff like literally every other week. And like I said, we had seen that street fight days earlier on Dynamite. That wasn't overly. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it wasn't like this masterpiece at all. I don't know. I just feel like this sort of stuff and some of the spots they do, the stapling stuff, to me is a little. Eh, and I know people say, oh, if you don't like that, then you wouldn't have lived five minutes in the Attitude Era or ECW. Like, exactly. Like, I've, I've gone back and watched some of those ECW shows. I'm not saying it is trash. I find it to be trash just because I don't like it. Um, I think it's fucking terrible, and I wouldn't want to see it in 2023 either. So, that's just an opinion thing. I'm not saying it is garbage. There are things that you and I will discuss here, and I've said elsewhere, that, like, this match was just terrible, and that's not even, like, an opinion. That's just a fact. I'm not going to say that with this. I'm not going to say this was terrible. I just did not like it um, as much as some because I thought they went a little too far. But some of the stuff, it felt like a war, and it was definitely violent. I'll give them that much. And uh, I will tell you this, quick cheap plug to kind of uh, also mention this. It will definitely have to be in my match of the year conversation and the 2023 year-end WWE AEW uh, awards that we're doing next week, actually. It's going live next Friday, Mr. Marceau. So start getting your vote, start stuffing the ballots and getting your votes on. If that wins, I resign from the show. <laughs> it might be a recency bias. I'm not saying it will win. I'm just saying there's a good chance it could because it just happened a week ago or you know a couple days ago. Um, but again, the bigger thing that I really enjoyed here, like I said, was the fact that Swerve Strickland won. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with him next or where he's going from here because we haven't watched Dynamite yet, obviously. But I thought it was so great that he won because it's booking 101 to have the babyface get the loss or the win back, rather, in their own stipulation tie it up, maybe do a rubber match, winter is coming. They probably will do a third match where Paige gets his win back, and I'd be fine if, I mean, it's 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 better than Swerve going one-and-one one with him. I'd rather Swerve just win twice, and it wasn't clean either time, but he's a heel, so who cares? 
Um, I'd rather they just end it here and have Swerve move on to bigger and better things. What more does he have to prove at this point against Adam Page? I mean, at this point, he should really just focus on championship gold, the TNT title, the world title, the international title, something like that. Um, I, I think it's a great endorsement of Swerve that he is indeed one of their next big stars. For someone that was sitting on the sidelines and really doing nothing of note for the first year that he was in the company, I think it's a great sign that he's uh, on his way to bigger and better things, it seems. No, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a positive. Like you said, I guess, I mean, booking one-on-one, I mean, guy just broke in the babyface's house and, like, almost kidnapped his child. Honestly, I feel like, logic-wise, that I think Adam Page losing makes him look like a fucking puss, but... Sure. Like you said, yeah. we still don't know. I mean, like you said, it could be a third match. I think, I don't know, I don't love, like, the win two and then drop the third. I just feel like that, to me, I don't care for that. Um, so I kind of hope they don't go in that direction. Like, I don't know, like... Like you said, I guess he cheated both times, or Paige has, like, an out, I guess, but I don't know. I think I'd rather him drop the one before, like, I'd rather him just lose a Russell Dream win here and then do a third match and win there, so he gets two back-to-back wins. Because, um, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it was, like, when MGF lost to Jericho at the end, like, it really had no purpose, just like, oh, he got it, lost to Jericho. Like, who cares? Like, mm. I don't know. For Swerve specifically, I feel like he needs wins. Like, MGF was kind of made at that point. Or being made at that point, yeah, so yeah. I mean, with Swerve, like people like that, you kind of have to like tread lightly with. Like you start eating losses, it just. I mean, I think people are more excited about Nana fucking dancing like a buffoon than actually Swerve. But uh, no, I think he needs to keep winning to just keep the momentum. You start losing, like I said, with people that are kind of teetering on being over, it kind of can sour people on. So I, I would just keep having Swerve win here. Well, when I say that Adam Page can win the third match, I don't mean that they have to do it like next week or winter is coming or at that world's end pay-per-view at the end of the year i think they can go back to this much further down the road until that like adam page another story that he was involved in that would sound similar but the adam page kenny omega storyline from a couple years ago where omega didn't beat him twice but he did beat him and it took you know hangman a full year to get back to that and avenge that loss and finally beat him and that time win a world championship from it (coughs) excuse me I'm not saying he needs to win the world championship, Adam Page, from, you know, from Swerve. It could be for the TNT title. But I think it would be cool if they, you know, went back this a year from now when Swerve is the world champion or the TNT champion and not go back to it right now. Because the other question is, if they were to do a third match right now, Mr. Marceau, what the fuck would they even do? I mean, that hasn't stopped AEW from doing this in the past, where they have like a... WWE's done this too, where they have like a Texas death match. And then the rematch, the blow-off is like a singles match. Like, what are we doing here? Like, no, like, it needs to, like, this needs to be it for right now. Go back to it down the road. This felt like a bloody payoff. Don't go back to it anytime soon. I just don't really feel like there's any way of topping this, and I don't want to see them try to top it anytime soon. So just have Swerve go off on his own and maybe focus on some championship gold. I could see him facing MJF. Maybe not at World's End. That might be a bit too soon. Maybe by Revolution, though, I feel like he could be a great contender if MJF is still champion by then. Yeah, I think that's that's possible. So I don't think you go for TNT. Christian's still got that, so I wouldn't go after him because he's the yeah. deal. But uh, no, I think that's definitely possible. Like I said, I I assume we still get more Jay White for MJF. Um, so I don't think we'll get Swerve at like I said World's End. But I mean, I think down the line, if he's still champion, it makes sense. I think so as well. Uh, we have the Golden Jets, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega knocking off the Young Bucks to become the new number one contenders to the AEW World Tag Team titles. So per the stipulation, Jericho and Omega can remain a team. They're now the number one contenders. The Bucks lost their title shot, um, threw a fit, and walked off. And it was reported the next day from, from Brandon Cutler, and then it was, I think, confirmed by Fightful, 
the Bucks might be taking some time off. Um, this was interesting. The match itself, I thought, was good. I mean, it had to follow, I think, the Texas Death Match, actually, so there wasn't really a whole lot they could do to really uh, kind of do better than what they did. But the match was good. Um, I'm actually kind of happy with the outcome. For There's a couple things here. I don't want Omega and Jericho as a full-time tag team going forward. They've completely shifted the focus away from Omega and Takeshka. I don't know why. Um, Jericho needs this more than Omega does. Omega should not be bogged down in the tag team division. We just got over this a couple months ago when Omega was doing nothing but six-mans with the Elite. Like, we got to move away from the Elite crap. Um, none of the Elite melodrama to me really makes sense. Why is he really... Why are the Bucks bothered that Jericho's hanging out with... Uh, or why Omega's hanging out with Jericho? What role does Hangman play in all of this? It's just bizarre. Um, but the Bucks taking time off, I can't say I can complain too much about it because they won't really be missed in the meantime. Not that they have no value to the company, but just what they've been doing lately with the heel turn. I guess the idea is to turn them heel. I don't know, dude. Didn't they just turn babyface a couple months ago? And they are better heels than babyfaces, don't get me wrong. But, like, the constant turns back and forth, like, it's hard to care at this point. I mean, I think, in just, in just if you're just going full picture, I mean, I think they're the coldest they've been. Uh, since joining AEW, I just I don't know. I just feel like there's a specific team that just they feel like they've done they've done like you said they flip flop babyface Neil so many times they've done like there's just I don't know it's just, for them specifically I just feel like there's nothing else for them to do. It's like I guess going heels like the next thing you could do if they're not leaving. But um, I feel like for them specifically, this is like kind of what happens when you're in like a actually in like a territory or promotion for so long like. There's only so much you can do with them. I mean, every match they have, babyface, heel, it's basically set up the exact same way. Babyface or heel, they do the exact same moves. I mean, I just feel like the reactions for them have been a lot less than they've been a while ago. I don't know. I feel like, like you said, maybe we get a heel turn, but I don't. I mean, it's still them, so I, I don't know. I feel like... I de- realistically, I, I was never really in the whole Young Buck hype to begin with, but I mean, now it's kind of showing. I just feel like they like said babyface heel, they do the same moves, get the same reaction. They've been doing the same thing for four years. They just, I, how can I miss you if you don't go away? But if they come back, it's not like they're really going to change too much. Yeah, I mean, they were gone for a few months, maybe for a three-month period last year when they got suspended after the whole CM Punk thing. But even then, they came back and were doing the trios thing. And I know you're not the biggest Bucks guy, but I will say this. I will feel like, I, I do feel like over the last four years since AEW started, four or five years, they've actually had a pretty good arc, character arc, as far as, you know, as far as starting out as the elite, doing their thing as a team, and then they break apart a little bit. Page goes off on his own. They turn with Omega. They become the heel elite again, which was like when they were at their best, the New Japan and Ring of Honor. <coughs> they were the heel elite for a while. And then they, you know, were tag team champions along the way. They ended up turning babyface after that, doing the trios division things. That was another thing. People wanted to see them as trios champions. They win the trios titles. They were a trios That's champion for a couple well. months. What'd you say? That's gone well. The, the the titles are completely pointless at this point. I mean, that's not even a question. It was pointless but. to begin with. I mean, I was I, I did praise the idea at first that they had trios championships because they did have a lot of trios. The, the problem is that they don't have a lot of trios now that really mean anything. I feel like the time to do trios championships would have been four or five years ago. They waited way too long. By the time they finally did it, the only two teams I really cared to see have them or I thought were important enough to hold them were House of Black and the Elite. And they've held them now, and who gives a shit? The fucking claim stuff to me does nothing. But anyway, uh, you know, they did that whole stuff, and then they reunited the Elite, and that kind of felt like their big... 
you know, uh, you know, the, the magnum opus, like the, the the culmination of the whole elite arc. They they reunite, get back on the same page, and now they're all friends again. But now they're splitting up again. Like I'm not saying I'm, I need the elite together, but I just feel like you're right. There's really not much more they can do unless they split off and do their own thing in singles. They've already held the tag titles tw- two or three times. They've already been trios champions. The tag teams are a lot more limited than other people, and they also don't have a lot more newer teams that they can work with. They've already worked the, the uh, FTR at least two or three different times. Um, are there any even tag teams left that they haven't worked with that would be exciting to see them up against? Like, Ricky Starks and Big Bill? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's really... I'm not saying they should have gone to WWE from a storyline standpoint, but creatively, I don't think there's anything they can do to make me any more interested in them than what they were doing up until recently or previously. I just, I don't know, I just feel like they've hit a ceiling creatively, like you said. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I'm like. I just feel like at this point, there's really isn't much for them to do left. Like I said, I guess turn heel again, but I just, like I said, I feel like that's, they just, yeah, that, I guess, it's really real. Like I said, I just feel like realistically, yeah. there's nothing for them to do, so coming back heel really wouldn't, do too much. They come back as heels, but like again, been there, done that. Like we've already seen that too. Like even they're better heels than they are baby faces. But you know, we just saw them as heels a year ago. So and they've already worked with all the teams. They've already worked with FTR. They've already worked with House of Black. I don't even know what, what teams they really have at this point as AEW. I mean, they have a lot of teams, but a lot of them just kind of feel like bottom tier. Um, I, I don't know. I honestly don't really know what they do because they've already. It kind of feels like they've done it all. So I'm not sure. Um, another big thing from the pay-per-view, we had two new champions crowned, Tony Storm, the new AEW Women's World Champion, and Julia Hart is the new TBS Champion. Now, I know you're not super on board of the Tony, Tony Storm stuff. She is one of the best, uh, you know, again, arguably best. I know you're not a big fan of it, but she is certainly one of the hottest acts in the entire company right now. I think crowning her champion made sense. That title's been passed around like a fucking hot potato the past three, four, five months. Um, they need to stop doing that and just keep it on her for the foreseeable future. But I think putting the belt on her was the right call. And Julia Hart, because I've said this before, I thought she would win. Uh, and I'm glad she did. I think she's improved a lot. She's improved as a character. She's improved in the ring. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what they could do with her as uh, the champion. It kind of feels like the TBS title is kind of like their homegrown championship. Like, the AEW title's been held by Tony Storm and Soraya in the last couple of months. And uh, kind of like the bigger names, Britt Baker, you know, whatever. It's kind of like their mainstream title. Um, whereas with the TBS championship so far, it's been Chris Statlander, Julia Hart, and Jade Cargill, three homegrown talents from AEW. Um, but I thought these were the right title changes, and I feel like these are the two women to kind of carry the uh, division for the foreseeable future. And hey, maybe it leads to Jamie Heater and Thunder Rosa coming back and chasing both of them for the respective belts. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, thought, I, thought, I mean, I think Tony winning would, I mean, I think, like I said, I'm not overly into the whole timeless Tony Storm thing, but. I mean, I, I I think also Sheeta like had the belt so many times. Really, isn't much left for her. I mean, she's kind of in the same predicament as the Buck. I feel like she's done everything. It's like, how much more can you do? And I don't think she's really that big of a star. At least with Julia Hart, it's like she is new. I would have still probably kept the belt on Stalin a little bit longer. Um, but maybe she'll chase after Tony now. But I mean, like I, said, I think she has got better. But I don't know if I'd put the belt on her already. But like I said I think. With Statlander, maybe she can finally get out of, like the TBS division and start going for the main belt. Like you said, I feel like they kind of pushed the homegrown people in the TBS division and like the ex WWE people in the other division. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think putting her towards the uh, main championship picture for Chris Statlander would make the most sense. 
Um, with Julie Hart, listen, I mean, is she completely ready? No, I'm not going to say she is. I just feel like with Julia Hart, it was either now or not never, but I just feel like it was one of those things where if they didn't do it now, then it would come to a point where they've done this a lot, where a person will get a million fucking title shots, dude, and then they just won't win. They just won't win. They'll just... Or they'll win, and they'll win after, like, five different opportunities. Well, at a certain point, if you get 99 title shots, you're bound to win at least once, unless you're just completely awful. Um, So, I mean, I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad they gave her her title opportunity and her title win after only losing maybe a couple times previously. I mean, she has had a lot of title matches so far in AEW against Jade Cargill and previously against Statlander at Wrestle Dream, but it's not like she's been there forever and she's lost all these matches. So, at least they put the... Title honor when uh, you got to strike when the iron is hot, so to speak, and I thought they did that. But I think that the biggest highlight from the show over even the main event and the the Texas Death Match was the signing of Will Ospreay. Um, he is officially All Elite, as we expected. I mean, we expected it, but the two names we said last week that would be worthy of the top wrestler in the world billing that Tony Khan threw out there were Will Ospreay and Mercedes Monet. And it came out soon after we were done recording on Thursday that it was not Mercedes Monet. So that got me worried, thinking, fuck, like, I hope it's not Ronda Rousey, who ended up showing up in AEW anyway, not in AEW itself, but in Ring of Honor, like, anyone gives a shit. But it ended up being Will Ospreay, so they ended up revealing that he worked out a deal with New Japan, where he can sign with AEW soon, but he is finishing up with New Japan in the meantime. So New Japan allowed him to announce this ahead of time, even though he's not sticking around there, although he can continue to make appearances just as an AEW star. Um, They made it official of full gear, and he's officially put pen to paper. So, no WWE after all for Will Ospreay. Not exactly shocking in the sense that I think the biggest thing really was that he didn't want to move. He wanted to stay in England. Um, he just had a new house or kitchen built or something like that. And listen, dude, he's only 30 years old. So, for anyone disappointed that I, I wouldn't really be disappointed, but for anyone worried or bothered that he's not going to WWE, same thing with Jay White. They're young enough where at a certain point they could still go there down the road. Will they be as hot then as they are now? I mean, it's anyone's guess. I would hope so, but you never know. Um, I do feel like Osprey's an amazing pickup for them, though, because, again, he's one of the best in the world right now. The question is, can they sustain the momentum? I think they can. I know we talk a lot about, oh, this person will show up, and then they'll disappear from the show for fucking months at a time. I don't think that's going to happen with him. I feel like he will be a regular in the show going forward, but... Uh, what's your uh, reaction to Will Ospreay being named the latest member of the AW roster? Yeah, I mean, like when they said it wasn't Mercedes Monet, I feel like he was the only person that made sense. Um, I don't know. I, I, I still think you should have tried WWE. Like the whole, he didn't want to move here. I mean, if you're working in the United States, I, I mean, <laughs> what's he going to fly in from England and go to California and go home the next day? I don't know. I well, don't for AW, yeah, he is, I think. It makes no sense. I mean, I just feel like that, I don't know. To me, that makes no sense. I, I mean, I think he's worth it. I think if they're going to fly him in and out, if there's anyone that you make it, I mean, I think they do that with Pac. He's not, I would not fly him in every week because, I don't know. I just think that makes no sense, like, for him. Like, I want to stay in the United Kingdom and go work in the United States every week. I don't know. I feel like it makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, not that it, I'm not going to say it makes sense, but I feel like if they can fly him in and out every week, it's not like he's working Collision and Dino. I don't know he's if he not does. Roman Reigns here. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think people may, like, I don't know. I just feel like that doesn't make that much sense. Like, if you're working in the United States, why wouldn't you just live in the United States? And He's got a fa- He doesn't want to relocate to the, his whole family of the U.S. Not yet. Maybe he will in, at, at some point, but not right now. I guess. I don't know. I, I think it doesn't make much sense, but. 
I mean, why don't why don't they just do it for right now? I'm not surprised that he that he signed with AEW either. I don't yeah. think he, I don't think I think he doesn't think that he'll be a big star in WWE, so he just signed with AEW. Do you think so? You think he, you think he thought that he wouldn't become a big star in WWE? Correct. I mean, I don't I don't I wouldn't go that far. I do think he knew AEW was a safe bet. That I mean, he's been there before, and he knows that he has that built-in audience. They know they're going to pay him a shit ton of money. He obviously would get more money from WWE. Do you? I I don't know. I I do feel like part of him had that AJ Styles mindset where I can go to WWE and take a risk on myself, take a real bet. He would become a bigger star in WWE than AEW. I mean, that's not even the question. Just due to the platform that WWE has, if booked properly, and Triple H is in charge. I, like I said, dude, I think the biggest thing was the family thing. I just don't think he wanted the move. If he was already living in the U.S., I feel like there's a much better chance he goes to WWE. Because AEW will always be there. I mean, WWE will, will always be there either. And he probably knows that if he goes to WWE now, he can go to AEW afterward. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I think he just didn't want to move and, and he couldn't live in the U.K. while working for WWE. Because he's not going through NXT. He would go right to the main roster like AJ Styles did. I guess. I don't know. Like I said, to me, I feel like... I don't know. I think the I don't know I guess I I don't know I just feel like just thinking of the commute alone that just sounds awful. But like I said, if that's his priority, then I guess. Do you think? And we've probably already discussed this. Do you think if he went to WWE, he could become a big star, or do you think it's a matter of booking, or do you think he just doesn't fit WWE at all? No, I think he does. I mean, him and Rollins have been talking shit on Twitter for like years. I figured that'd kind of be like kind of ingrained there. I feel like he has like the Rollins movesets, body type, his character work. Obviously we haven't seen a ton of that just because he's kind of new Japan and the AEW stuff. You really haven't seen a lot of that, but I mean, I think they could, they could work on that, but like in ring wise and like physique wise, I feel like he can match up with most of the guys in WWE. So I don't think that's the problem. Like I said, the character really don't know a lot. Like I feel like you would have to work on that, but I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like it just, to me, like I said, maybe I just think like, I don't know. I feel like if you had the opportunity, I don't know why you'd say no, but he like said, depending on, I guess, the circums, the certain circumstances, I guess it could change your mindset. But I mean, if you're getting looks from the top company, I don't know why you wouldn't at least take a chance. Like I said, if it doesn't work out, like I feel like ADW and new Japan will always be there for him, specifically him. Mm. I just don't know why you wouldn't take, I don't know. It's like if you're like a law accountant and like the top firm offered you a job, but you're like, ah, you know, I'm going to go to the, the younger, smaller one just because I know it's the safer bet. And I don't know. Like, I just feel like, why not take a shot? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the shot would have been nice. I know there was, there was definitely interest there. It's not like we're saying like someone else, like there was, there were reports yeah. that WWE had interest in them. It's not like, it's not like it's, we're just saying like, oh, like there was, like there was reported interest there. So it's not like. It's not like they didn't get an offer or anything like that, or it wasn't talks. Like, there was talks. Mm-hmm. So, no, they definitely uh, wanted them. Like I said, maybe the family thing was more, like, overriding it, but I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know how old, like, if he has kids or kind of like, I don't know. Most I think he does like, have oh, kids, like, I'm pretty sure. No, I, mean, I have fucking no idea what's going on, so. I, I think he does. He definitely has a wife. I think he has a kid, too. I don't, I don't know if it's his kid, but he definitely, I think he has a kid. I'm not sure. I thought he said that, but. I don't know. Do you think there's anyone on a side note that would go from AEW to WWE that's already a big star? I mean, I know we saw Jade Cargill make the move, and she has yet to debut, but I think she'll be fine, obviously. She fits the WWE style perfectly. Whether it be like an Omega or a Jay White, I think at this point, Omega's probably not going anywhere. I just feel like that whole mindset of, all oh, the elite have to stick together is just so fucking stupid. Because I feel like it's holding them back, honestly. 
Um, I'm not saying they should have gone to WWE, but like Omega's probably, I think of we going back to the Bucks for a second. I think the Bucks WWE's tag team division is not anything special, but they could have signed maybe shorter deals. I don't know. I just feel like the Bucks could have taken a chance on themselves in WWE. And they, they they wouldn't be EVP, so they probably don't want to throw that away like Cody, because Cody's going to be a bigger star than they would be in WWE. But Omega, I mean, he's probably content finishing up in AEW, right? I mean, he's winding down. I, I'm pretty reserved to the fact at this point he's never going to go to WWE. The Bucks, probably the same thing. That doesn't really bother me as much. I would like this. I think Omega, there's a lot more matches you can have in AEW. Bucks, not so much. Someone like a Jay White, though, I feel like it'd still go there down the road. And he probably, the only reason why he didn't go there was because the whole Vince shit that was happening. They never really seemed to take him like a priority. But, well, Osprey, I'm kind of surprised he went to AEW. Not surprised, but I do feel like him in WWE would have been a nice risk. I feel yeah, like more... Yeah, I think, like, yeah. like you said, with Omega specifically, I like, I mean, they, they're like, oh, you know, the elite contract negotiates together like i feel like that's because the buck like i feel like that's like holding omega back i feel like omega like you said he had so many match opportunities in WWE. the bucks not so like at least the tag team division is kind of not existent but i don't know i feel like omega would would have made sense and i don't know if it's holding them back or the team back or whatever but um i think i would like to see him like you said i think there's so many opportunities for, like especially because such a big singles guy and like i feel like he's faced everyone in AEW. it makes sense like there's people for him to face in WWE, so, um, like I said, Jay White, too, I think, like I said, I think that was more a circumstance, like, the whole Vince shit was kind of going on, like, it seemed like there was decent interest, and, like, Vince came back, and it was kind of, like, a kerfluffle, so, I think I could see him there, I mean, seemingly, they say MJF's not coming, I think that would be a huge fucking mistake, um... I think, well, it's like, Ricky Stark's not that, he's not like that he's not, Yeah, he's not that level, like, I feel like yeah. He makes he makes sense to come back, like go there. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, honestly, I wait. Um, talk about Tony Storm. I I think she shouldn't like. I understand she was upset at the time, but I feel like right now she would be like another. She would have been like, not I don't know if EO specifically, but like I if she was like on that Raw roster. Like she was over. I feel like she could have fit right in the match with her and Ripley. I mean, I don't know. I kind of wish she stayed. I understand like she was upset. I mean, she was also facing Charlotte Flair for the title. I mean, it I could see ideal. her going back at some point. I could definitely but I think see her going back. Her specific, I feel like she was one of those people that I kind of wish stayed. I like, I don't know. I feel like I get it. Like she was kind of in like that transitional period from NXT to the main roster. She was on the show, not a lot, but I don't know. I feel like now, like looking back at it, like we said it last year, like going to WrestleMania. Like I feel like she would have been a perfect person. Um, like I said, especially against Ripley again. Like they had so many good matches in NXT UK, and I feel like. I don't know. I feel like at this point, without Triple H's booking, she could be like on, on or getting close to like real level Bianca level. Um, if she just stayed, um, but like I said, I think she still has time to come back. Um, well, yeah, she's really Ripley. young, yeah. But yeah, no, that I mean that specifically, that was probably like I said, out of all the people, that's who I would say. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think who else. I think, like, people that are homegrown. Um, I could see Adam Cole going back at some point, too. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I know you can um, always... The obvious answers are, like, the Andrades and the Miros, but, like, I don't know, dude. I just want to see... I, I'm speaking from a fan standpoint. This is... I, I don't want to risk people's livelihoods here and whatever. Like, oh, if they get fired, it doesn't work out. Like, that's... that's the, the whole fucking life is down the drain. So I don't want to say too much, but... As far as, like, Cody Rhodes took a chance on himself, and it paid off big time. Not every not every person who takes a chance on himself will pay off, but, like, I want to see more AJ and Cody situations where people leave where they're comfortable and go to the other company. Because I feel like, 
that, yeah, that's... but do you also think for Cody specifically, like... I mean, he was already there, I mean, too. I think what also helped is, like, he brought the package. Like, he was basically AEW Cody Rhodes, which is what everyone was known. Like, yeah. if he just came back as Cody Rhodes without the music, like, like he said, it was, I'm sorry, cause, like, he had to come back, like, like that. Like, I feel like not everyone would have the same circumstance as him. Like, he had to, like, fucking lay down a platter for him. Like, yeah, he did take a chance on himself, but he was also a big star, and I feel like it just fit, like... He, he's a WWE guy in general, so I think this the whole package helped him. Other people, I feel like it would be a lot bigger risk than him. Yeah, I mean, AJ was a big risk, and he was the same thing. I mean, he didn't come in with the same music, obviously. He didn't come in with, uh, you know, AJ get ready to was fly. also a little bit older, though, too, so he's like winding down. If it didn't work, I feel like he'd get work somewhere else, too, though. Yeah, you know I mean, saying? he was going like, to go to TNA. Like some other people that aren't as over, like, they're both, like, really over. Like, I get, like, they have nothing left like to lose at that point, I really. You think? Like, MJF, I feel like, would be a bigger jump because he's like, yeah, he's established in AEW, but he really hasn't done anything else like prominent. He's not like a household name. Like AJ Styles and Cody Rhodes, like people knew who they were. Um, I think yeah. MJF would be like the perfect example. Someone that's like only really done big work in AEW, hasn't really like done anything else outside. Like not like he was like in TNA or mm-hmm. New Japan or whatever. And then going to WWE, like the presentation probably wouldn't be the same or. There would be like more of a risk there, I would say. Yeah, there is more of a risk with him. I just, I, the Jade Cargill one was great, and that was surprising. I don't feel like that's much of a risk because I feel like she'll do well. She's guaranteed to do well because you take one look at her, it's like, all right, she fits WWE. MJF doesn't fit WWE, which is why I feel like it'd be more of a risk. But he's also not like okay, they they water down his shtick, so then he'll get ruined. Eh, not necessarily. I mean, he's kind of watered down his own shtick by going babyface, and he's still fucking white hot. And he's also great in the ring, too. I feel like people finally started to realize that. Where that could also carry him in WWE. Even a WWE Ice promo from MJF is still better than 90% of the roster. I'm not saying he should... I mean, I feel like he would probably be dumb to leave at this point because they've pretty much given him the keys to the kingdom. So why would he leave? Cody Rhodes, at least, was, like, doing nothing. So, I mean, him leaving was dumb in a way where it's like, you're an EVP, why would you want to leave? But he ended up making way more money off of it by going to WWE and becoming a bigger star. MJF, he's at the zenith of AEW, so for him to leave would probably be a little silly if he were to end up in the mid card in WWE. But I don't know. I just want to see more. I, I want to see more people take risks in 2024. That's just me, though. No, I get it. I just like I said, I feel like uh, it's, it's, I feel like it, you yeah. could also see like I feel like also MJF is younger. I feel like he's the definition of younger. Like he is younger. Like I don't know, he's in his early to mid twenties. Like. Yeah, if he stays on, like, like I said, his next contract could come always in his late 20s. I guess he's 27 now. But still, like, if a contract came up in three or four years, he's in his early 30s. That's, like, when Rollins and all of them, like, kind of started peaking in WWE. So, like, I feel like that early to early 30s age, specifically depending on how you work, can, like, kind of be your prime. So, I mean, in three to four years, like, theory should be in his prime and stuff like that. So, I mean, it makes sense. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. And I hate to say just people going from AEW to WWE is the risk and not the other way around. I do want to play it even. But I feel like when you leave WWE and you go to AEW, 90% of the time, that's not really much of a risk because you know you'll be used better there and it's not really much of a surprise. Like when Brian Danielson left, yeah, he was a top, top star in WWE. It wasn't a risk that he left, though. I mean, the guy was already established. No shit he was going to do well in AEW. Even Adam Cole, I mean, I feel like the bigger risk for him, and I'm glad he didn't take it because I feel like he would have been dumb to do so and he would have been fired by now is if he went to the main roster. I feel like him going to AEW wasn't a risk, but I thought he made the right choice. I just want to see more people do stuff that they're probably not comfortable doing, where they're comfortable like, Osprey's going to be comfortable in AEW, and that's fine. He's going to have a great run there, and he's an amazing get for them. 
But, like, what if he did go to WWE? Like, I would like to see... That, that to me, would be more shocking, and I just want to see more of that sort of stuff next year. And also, I think the way you're saying is, like, for Brian Danielson, it's like he was released or didn't renew or whatever, and then, like, it's not... I I understand what you're saying, because it's not like... I'm trying to say how to, like, word it. It's not a risk, because it's like you're going, in theory, down. I don't know. It's like there's not a risk there, because it's like if you weren't under contract, like, that's, like, the next best option, I guess. So it's like there's no risk, because if you're not... If you're laid, like if you're fired, I guess if you like didn't renew and you just win, that'd be obviously more of a risk. But like, especially if you weren't a household name. But if like you're just like released, like an Andrade, like there's no risk because like you didn't have a job. No, I no that I agree with. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like I think that's kind of like, and it's like in theory, it's a step down. Like if you like mutually said, no, I'm not renewing. Yeah, no, yeah. Like yeah, that's a huge risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a big risk. But I think a lot of those people, like said, like Brian Nelson's already a made man. Like Andrade, Mira, like those people were released. Like there's no really other oppor- like that's the <laughs> opportunity they had to take. So yeah, I mean it's a little bit different, but like I definitely get what you're saying. Like if I don't know <laughs> Becky Lynch, no, not Becky Lynch. I'm trying to think of someone. Like if Io Sky in a year her contract didn't came up and she didn't renew and went to AEW, that's a risk. Like I don't know, she's not like yeah, that he- made. And she'd be taking a risk on herself that she'd be, like, a big thing. I'll, I'll give you an example of what is a risk, in my opinion, what's not a risk. What is a risk, you may not just, you may not agree with this one. Sasha Banks leaving WWE was a risk. I mean, not that she would be irrelevant, because obviously she, I mean, she's hurt right now. But she could have been safe and stayed with WWE, because she knew that they would have paid her a lot of money, and uh, she would have been booked well, and all this other stuff. She would have been booked, she would have been on TV. I mean, she's been in WWE for years. Her leaving on her own accord was a risk, I would say. I would constitute that as a risk because AEW is a much smaller platform. She's not Brian Danielson. She is a big star, but she could have been comfortable and stayed, and she didn't. She left. That was a risk. She didn't get fired. Like, you know, like this other person, what a bad example of what I'm talking about is Dolph Ziggler. If he left 10 years ago or five years ago to go to be in Bullet Club or New Japan or Ring of Honor, that would have been a risk because he was comfortable in WWE, but he wasn't. So he stayed... And he became irrelevant, and, you know, he probably got paid a lot of money. I can't blame the guy. And now he's fired. If he goes to AEW now, that's not a risk because he has no choice. Like you said, I mean, that's not really a jump. That's more of like he has no other choice, so of course that's where he's going to go. So, I don't yeah, know. I mean, like you said, the Sasha one, the thing with her is, like, she kind of, like... Like, do you know what is different? Uh, so here's it. I think, like... Trinity leaving is a more of a risk than Sasha Banks. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Like she was a fucking champion. Blah blah blah. Yep. At least with with uh, Naomi, whatever you want to call it, like that's a risk. Like her fucking yep. husband worked there. Like it's like most people thought like her for her. It's like WWE boss. I feel like people thought like oh Sasha could go to AEW or she go to New True. Japan or whatever. And what she did, at least with like she's kind of like somewhat made. She's a four horse woman. Blah 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 blah. Like at least with Naomi, like that's a huge risk. Like I mean. I don't know what she's doing in Impact. I know she's at Impact, TNA, whatever you want to call it. But, like, her, I think that's the perfect example. That's a risk. Like leaving yeah. WWE yeah. and then basically just going to Impact. Um, and she wasn't really that big of a star to begin with. No, that's actually, that's a much better example. I forgot about Trinity, Ooh. but yeah. No, yeah, slam dunk with that one. I mean, she's the Pull current champion. Out of the shooter. I don't even know how I thought of her name. <laughs> I guess I just was thinking of Sasha and that's how it popped up. No, that's a great, that's a great call. I mean, she was someone that would have had a job for life in WWE. I know the walkout thing happened. They weren't going to let her go. She was going to, they would have just kept her. She would have been back by now and done. I mean, she's still doing the glow thing. I mean, the glow thing kind of ran its course years ago, but you know, she's still, she's doing actually really well in impact right now. So that was a risk and it's so far paid off. So 
I agree. I just want to see more of that sort of stuff in 2024. As far as MJF, I'll mention that quickly because we've been talking about him. Um, per House of Wrestling, apparently he is secretly re-signed to the AEW. And I, to that I say, I mean, water is wet. No shit, obviously. He's probably staying. Um, I mean, that hasn't been made official. That was just a report. I mean, I can't seem surprised by that. Though, like I just said, the guy was given the keys to the kingdom. He's been champion for a year. He's their most overact. He's their best act. They've revolved the entire product around him. If he just turned around and said, hey, fuck you, I'm actually leaving and my contract is up in January and I'm gone, then there's no way they would have MGF as champion right now if he wasn't signed. And maybe they could have him drop it in Long Island, but that would be very dumb to revolve your entire product around a guy that you don't know for a fact is staying. Not that Tony hasn't made these sort of decisions before. Like when Cody was around, I think he was pretty convinced that Cody was probably staying and then he didn't. Um, but I think it is safe to say that report is true and that MGF isn't going anywhere. You say water is wet, but I, I I think it's lit. If he stays, it's like one of the dumbest decisions ever. Why is that? Because, like, why would you? I understand he's all over the show, but, like, you want to be in the big leagues. I don't understand these people. Like, I get it. Like, you're all over the show, but, like, don't you want to be in the big company? I don't understand it. But he's he's literally the guy, though, and he doesn't have yeah, to, like. he could be a guy in WWE where like, the platform's <laughs> ten times bigger. Why, why leave? He is, if he's. They're Hulk Hogan. He's their rock or stone cold right now. <laughs> and if you leave to go to WWE, that would be a risk. But that to me would be a dumb risk because you don't. Why? Aren't, you aren't guaranteed because he's not going to be the guy in WWE. He will. He could be at some point. But I feel like it would be smart for him to leave AEW when his stock dies down a little bit. I'm not saying he should leave when he's on the bottom of the card. I don't think he'll ever reach that point. But I feel like for him, he should ride this out for as long as possible with AEW. And he's only 20-something years old. Like you said, he can always go to WWE in three or four years. He signed a three-year deal, apparently. I don't know if that's true, but that was the report. I don't know. Like I said, I just feel like right now he's a big fish in a little pond and it seems like he's big. But, I mean, if he went to WWE and got the right push, I think he could be... Like, up there with Cody. I, I wouldn't say little pond. I would say smaller pond. I mean, of course, compared to WWE, it is. I'm just saying as far as... It, it can't be that little of a pond if they're paying him, like, a stupid amount of money. I, I imagine well, that, Well, that's right? not true at all because the guy that owns the company's dad is, like, a billionaire. Well, what do you mean? You say a little pond because he's getting paid a lot of money. I mean, yeah. that's like just... Okay, people in WCW are making a lot of money. What's your point? Then it's well, Little Pond would be like he's he would not be making that same amount of money in Impact or fucking MLW. Dude, the guy has unlimited funds. The money doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it does. If he if he wants to make if he wants to make more money in WWE, he might not be as big of a star, and he could be yeah, in but some they time. Can probably, the cons can probably pay him as much. Dude, they're billionaires. Billionaires. They have money on top of money. The money's not a problem for them. For the cons. Correct. Yeah, so why leave right now if he's making that much amount of money and he's they're building their yeah, entire company saying, around? Why would you want to stay in the like what's considered a small like a smaller product with less eyes on it when you go to a bigger company make probably similar like you said maybe make not as much money but you get more eyes on it be a bigger star. He like, probably the not, like they they can compete with WWE money. So the money at the end of the day is not going to really matter. It would be a risk to go to WWE, but like I said, I feel like it'd be a dumb risk right now for him just because I feel like for him it's more of a challenge to take this company that's not as well known, which is a fact, which is what you just said, to take this company and build it around him and try to elevate it, which I don't know how possible that is to get it further than it already is, but that's a different story. Then, as opposed to him going to WWE and just being a different cog in the machine. I know, like with Cody, he I understand with Cody, but like Cody wasn't the guy in AEW the same way that MJF is. That's yeah, my point. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess it's agree to disagree. I don't know. I just feel like... like I think I you should go there. I just don't think you should go there right now. Yeah, I mean, 
I just, I don't know. Like I said, I have the mindset if, if you have the opportunity, I don't know why you wouldn't try it, but. Like I mean, so. he'll have the opportunity in five years. I mean, there's no way yeah, they but don't like, want. Will be the same in the five years. Yeah, he'll still be a big star in five years. He he definitely will be. Maybe not. He won't be the guy. I don't know. We don't know. I'm not really. Yeah, sure. we don't know. Who knows? But I still like he'll feel be he he'll still be relevant enough to where they'll want to pay him a lot of money, and he can still make that jump, and he can still be a big star over in WWE. Same thing with mm-hmm. Will Osprey. Like I said, I feel like Will Osprey could still go to WWE down the road. Will he? Yeah, but I think MJF's way bigger right now than Will. Osprey oh yeah, is. no, definitely. I think MJF's just a more of a WWE guy anyway. But you know, yeah. I think it's yeah, possible. We'll what about uh this report? Speaking of contracts, and we've been spending the whole time talking about it. <laughs> Uh, Wrestling Observer interest, or were they reported the WWE interested in uh, Okada? <laughs> I laughed no myself. Thanks. No, you say no thanks. No thanks. Why? You don't even know that like, you. Why no thanks to Okada? Why would you say that? I just don't think they'd use him right. Oh, okay. I just I thought you were saying that because he sucks or something. No, no. I didn't, did I ever say sucks? No, I said that's what I so thought you meant. Kids putting words in my mouth. I don't. I, I'm not <laughs> saying that you said that. I thought that you were implying because usually no, when you're no, like, I'm just saying I don't think they'd use him right, and I just no, I'm out. I'm well, out. I mean, they wouldn't use him right. Obviously, I'm just saying it's funny that he would even report that because it's like they said, oh, WWE interested in Okada again. The sky is blue. <laughs> I don't know shit they're interested in. Sky blue or the sky's blue? Both, I guess. I mean, still, it's 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 stupid. I mean, no shit they're interested in fucking Okada. They've always been interested in Okada. And I know Triple H, the reporters, he's trying to change the perception of Japanese and, and Latino Mexican talent in their company. And that's great. And they are making progress. I think that's awesome. But at the same time, though... It's like Okada, again, same thing. We're going off that same conversation. He's got it made in Japan. Why would he want to fucking move to the United States and take a risk in WWE to be Shinsuke Nakamura's tag team partner or something? I'm not saying they would have him out there like uh, Kenzo Suzuki back in the day with like the chopsticks and like just the dumb stereotypical bullshit they've done yeah, for but fucking years. Yeah, could you say years. the same thing with Shinsuke? Like he was in New Japan, like pretty big star and then... Yes, yes, but the difference with him, though, Nakamura was one of the best in the world as well, but I think he wanted, his body was so beaten down. I feel like his body's more beaten down than Okada's, and Okada also is not as old as Nakamura was when Nakamura came uh, in. Okay. I mean... I thought they were similar age. Actually, let me... I thought Nakamura was younger, honestly. Um, When he came in, he was probably 37. Let me see real quick. So he's 43 now. How old is Okada? 34? So Nakamura's 43 right now. He will he would have been, what, 36 when he came into WWE. Okada is currently... If Okada came in next year, I think he's... No, not Okada and company. What the fuck is this? Hold on. I don't even know how to spell his name. You don't know how to spell Okada? <laughs> no, I'm trying to... It's I'm O-K-A-D-A. On, okay, I'm he on, was... I'm on Wikipedia. I just don't know his first name. Oh, okay, okay. He's he's 36 years old. It, it's Kazuka... I, don't, I, I cannot pronounce it. I'm I found it right here. Literally, as I typed in Okada, a whole list popped up. Yeah, 36. I thought he was a little bit older. Okay. So, you know what? I take back what I said. He would be the same age as Nakamura. But my thing is, I, from what I understand, and I'm not the biggest New Japan guy, I think Nakamura's body was just so beat up that he just wanted an easier schedule. And obviously, he came to WWE. And, you know, he's not the guy, but he, he's had a lot of success. I mean, he could have been used better, but he still had a lot of success. Um, Okada, I think, is better than that. I think Okada is a better overall performer than Nakamura. I don't think he should just be relegated to, like, mid-card nonsense in WWE when he can, again, just stay in New Japan for the rest of his career and be the guy there. But I know you're not yeah, arguing that otherwise. that makes a little bit more sense. Like I said, I feel like he is a little older. I think that one makes a little bit more sense. But... Who, Nakamura, you said? No, Okada. Oh, like you said, think... I just feel like, like you said, Triple H says, like, obviously, I mean, 
making like Japanese talent more over in Hispanic Latino as well. Like I mean, I feel like SmackDown's like the definition of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which like I said, I think it's good. I feel like getting away from the stereotypes and all that stuff. Like yeah, like just like the whole like racist basically like so the Kenzo Suzuki shit was like legitimately racist I mean like, they could do they, they were doing stuff with like stereotypical racist shit they, not even 20 years ago like the Lucha House Party was fucking terrible dude like the people involved I liked but like the tent like the fucking pinatas like that was only 4 or 5 years ago that was not yeah, that long ago yeah being out of touch seriously I just but, uh, yeah. no I mean no I mean we'll see like I said I just I don't know maybe like I said maybe but I don't know I just feel like I don't know. I need to see more trust. He said, I think they're doing the right thing right now. We're starting to. I have to see a little bit more before I put my eggs in, in that basket. Like I said, I guess he's the same age as Shinsuke. Could make sense. Um, yeah, when Shinsuke but, came in, yeah. Yeah, when Shinsuke came in. I don't know. I, I, I would have to see a little bit more from them to like finally like go in on it. I would like to say, I think I'd rather Omega or the other guys you mentioned come in over him. Um, yeah, I just feel like but, he would... I, honestly... I think this is a fan issue too. I just don't think they would take to him as unless the booking is superior. It might take longer for them to get into Okada than it would be Omega because more people will probably know Omega from AEW than than New Japan. That's just a fact. He's not going to sit in NXT like uh, Shinsuke did for a little bit. No, especially with NXT being what it is now. There's no chance. I feel like it would take Okada longer to get to that level, and it's just not worth it for him. Why the fuck would he move to the United States to do something that is very far from a guarantee that you're going to be like? Unless he's the guy on SmackDown, which Omega could have been. I don't know if now, but he's older now, so probably not. MJF could be. Osprey probably could be. Okada would definitely not be. Not because he's not capable, but because they probably would not push him at that level. He would just be another player on the show. Why the he's fuck would he... He's a leader you... of damage control. <laughs> Stop. That, that's probably what they would do. He'd eat the pinfalls. Oh, God. It's just, I just... I mean, it, listen... he be EO's mommy and daddy connection. That, that would only be if Vince came back and started booking some dumb racist shit again. I would not be surprised. <laughs> I would not be shocked. That's how you know Vince is uh, secretly return a creative. But no, I think, listen, I think for Okada, I, I don't even know. It sounds cool in my head. Like a rumble thing would be awesome. But I mean, it would have to be in front of a hardcore audience. Not that no one knows Okada, but like the average. If I'm watching with Alexis's dad, he has no fucking clue who this guy is. But if he's out there, look, he looks like a star and he obviously wrestles like one. So that probably wouldn't matter too much. But, you know, like a one off forbidden door type thing would be cool. But, uh, yeah, he ain't coming to WWE. Just wanted to point that out. Uh, last thing here, Survivor Series predictions for Saturday. Uh, we got, a, I think, a five-match card, unless they add one more match. But I, I like the short and sweet cards. We got two War Games matches, two title matches, one regular rivalry match. So I like that a lot. I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view on Saturday. For the second straight year, no traditional elimination tag team matches. If War Games becomes, you know, the new thing at Survivor Series as it has been the last two years, we probably will not be seeing those matches anymore going forward, and that's a bummer. Uh, but it's better than the brand supremacy shit, I'll give you that much. Uh, Carlito versus Santos Escobar made official last week on SmackDown following the Santos heel turn, which I've been digging so far. Um, who do you got going over here, Mr. Marceau? Uh, I think Santos, I mean, it makes the most sense. Just turn heel, beat Carlito here, who I've, I've honestly really enjoyed his run so far. He hasn't even done that much, but... I just I love know, Carlito, I just yeah. I just pop every time I hear his music, and I just, I don't know, I think, like, at least he's in, like, a storyline that makes sense. It's, he's intertwined. Um, it's interesting. Um, not the whole LOWO, but I think Santos, Delina, uh, uh, Ray, and Santos, if I already said Carlito, whatever. <laughs> I will say that Del Toro and Wild kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Like, when, when uh, Santos said, like, I made you, I'm like, 
no flies detected. Uh, <laughs> like, I feel like they're just kind of, like, there. I mean, I think everyone else could, like, kind of do their well on their own or whatever. But, no, I, I think this is good. We kind of see where their allegiance lies right now. It's kind of with Carlito and Ray. Um, same with Zelina. Um, but we'll see. But, no, I think, I mean, booking one-on-one, I think you have to have Santos one here. I agree. I think there's a lot of potential with this program, though. Um in that Dragon Lee can get involved, do Del Toro and Wild Turn, do you get the former Los Lotharios involved, I know that was the rumor, and we were talking about that, do Angel and Umberto join, yeah, I think that's also very possible, they're, they, you know, I think they, uh, they won last night on NXT on Tuesday night, but I don't know if they're winning the tag titles next week, so, very possible they join in on the storyline, um, I mean, yeah. you can even get Dominic in down the line. You could. Tells. I mean, Santos even said, oh, Dominic was right about you all along, so you could absolutely have Santos and Dominic uh, team up at some point, maybe. And I, I didn't, I, I didn't say this, but you know, I said for Mania, um, for to have Legato, the original Legato against Bad Bunny, Rey Mysterio, and Carlito. It could be Dragon Lee. I don't know if Carlito will still be involved at that point. But yeah, you know, it could be um, someone else instead. It could be an, another heel like Dominic involved, and unless he has something bigger planned for Mania, there's a lot of a lot of different directions they can go, and I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. And I like the use of both Carlito and Escobar here. Uh, both guys kind of need wins, but Escobar is the one they're pushing right now, so he should win. I could see him getting DQ'd and Carlito winning via that or via a roll-up or something to keep it going, but I would just have Escobar win straight up. Gunter in the Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. I think it's pretty safe to say uh, Gunter is retaining here, right? Yeah, I would have Gunter win here. I mean, there- I like what they're doing with him and Miz. Yeah. The whole, like, Imperium thing's interesting, too. It's kind of like a background player, like the whole Vinci, yep. uh, Kaiser kind of... I don't even know. Tension, yeah. kerfluffle, I'm not quite sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, th- I think uh, Gunther wins there. I, I mean, I, said I like what they did. The whole Miz TV thing on Raw was pretty good. Um, but I mean, I don't think Miz is being good there, so we got a Gunther retain. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought the uh, promo segment they had on Raw, Gunther and Miz was great. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to the matchup. I think they can have a really good match. Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark is probably even more predictable for the Women's World Championship. The build's kind of been just non-existent. I'm looking forward to the match. I think it will be a good match. I don't know if the crowd will... I know they're in Chicago will care or react to it as well because Stark's a heel, but I think it's safe to say Rhea walks out still champion ahead of that inevitable encounter with Becky Lynch over that championship. Yeah, I mean, I think this is pretty predictable. Like you said, uh, I think Rhea wins. I mean, I like how they have kind of like alluded. Um, They did on Raw. Like, it's always like all your kind of focus is in Judgment Day business. You're not even worried about me kind of like, I don't know, give you a little doubt. I mean, I don't think there's any chance she loses here, but I think at least they're kind of trying to, I don't know, like tease it a little bit. I mean, it's always nice. They're not like just kind of give it away. That's just a foregone conclusion. Um, but I think Rhea wins here. I like Starks. Like you said, is she heel? Is she face? I think she's kind of more heel. I, uh, I don't know. They really haven't defined her. I think she's done well in the main roster. She's probably been, been one of the better call-ups lately. Um, I mean, they kind of dropped the ball with her beating Trish and all that stuff. They were They've kind of, like, talked about it, but it kind of got to kind of glossed right over. So, um, but no, I think she, I think it should be a good match, but Rhea wins. I think so as well. Women's War Games match, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch, Raw Superstar. Not a fan of that, but we already talked about that last week, why I wouldn't like that, but they're doing it <laughs> against all of Damage Control, Bailey, EO Sky, Kyrie Sane, and um, Asuka. So it's a four women's uh, War Games matchup. These two War Games matches could go either way. I think Damage Control wins. I've seen people say, oh, this will be where Bailey gets outed. If you've watched Triple H's product, he has been taking his time to 
almost to a, a, a negative degree with a lot of storylines over the last year. He, he, he plays the long game with a lot of these storylines. And the only reason why he kind of rushed into the Escobar heel turn was because Ray got hurt. Um, I don't think they boot Bailey on this show. Maybe maybe next week. I don't even think it's going to be next week. I think it'll probably be around the Rumble. Um, and then we'll see where they go from there. But I do think Damage Control wins women's war games. Yeah, I mean, I think Damage Control doesn't eat the pinfall here. They win here. This is giving me Bloodline Sami Zayn vibes from last yeah. year. Um, so everyone thinks there's a big out. Bailey helps them win some kind of way. She feels like she's won them over. Like you said, Rumble time. In that time frame, we get the turn. Seemingly, I assume her and EO at WrestleMania. Yeah, or uh, yeah, probably her and EO, or if EO is still champion at that point, um, maybe a damage control triple threat. That's also possible. You know, a lot of different directions. Again, they can go in with that one. And then the main event, just like that, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, and their partner Randy Orton, as we all expected, taking on the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre in a men's War Games matchup. Um, who you got going over and your thoughts on Randy Orton being made official as the final fifth man of the men's war games babyface team? Oh, I love it. Can't wait for Randy to come back. Can't wait to hear voices. I feel like he's been missed on WWE TV. Um, so I'm happy he's come back. I feel there's so many possibilities for him. I mean, he left a huge babyface. He's great as a heel. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, I think the babyface men win here. I just, I mean, I feel like Judgment Day's got him on every turn. They kind of need a win. We gave the heel women win. I think the babyface men won here. Um, I mean, maybe we could have some kind of issues between Drew and, and Judgment Day, and somehow the babyfaces win. So I, I, I would have Randy come in fifth, RKO everyone, and they won. Yeah, I think he comes in last. Um, yeah, I think he's a great final selection for the team. I do have the babyface team going over as well. Hopefully they can further the Judgment Day stuff and they can stop fucking having matches with Rhodes, Rollins, Uso, and Zami. They probably won't, but you know they should move in a different direction with that. Uh, Randy should maybe be facing them instead. At least that would give them all something different to do. Um, were you a fan of how they revealed him on Raw this week as the final part? They didn't even say his name, but he is official. They put his name on the website, so it's not that it's not official because it is. Um, but obviously they did that for a reason. They don't want people to think it's CM Punk. I get it. Um, they didn't want to do the big mystery man in the matchup, but I guess they also didn't want to waste his pop and fucking wherever they were on Raw on Monday, even though they seemed like a pretty good crowd. And they wanted him there. They were chanting his name by the end of the segment. So, I don't know. I wish he could have come out and, and, and laid everyone out, but I also can't blame them for doing what they did and leaving you looking forward to seeing him for the first time at Survivor Series for the first time in a year and a half. Yeah, like you said, I think it's like kind of a mixed bag. I think if they said his name, like you said, it kind of like ruined the pop. Like the fucking subtle, the subtle but not subtle hints. Like, I mean, everyone knew it was anyone. Then they put the graphic up, like you said. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but I saw this someone point out. Like, I think my favorite part of the whole thing was like that him basically like saying it was going to be Randy and Jay just looking fucking dejected. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck. yeah. Like that whole story arc with Jay has been just amazing. <laughs> That people just don't even realize, like, he's like, fuck, we literally screwed this guy. Like, he's yeah, he like, injured just, him. Like, trying to be a good guy, and then it's just like his past is like, yeah, keep screwing him over. And like, like you said, like, last time Randy was in, he was getting beat up by the fucking bloodline. So, I don't know. I think it's great. I think it's kind of like an under great story. I mean, Jay's super over. I need a Yeet shirt. That's, I might have the <laughs> GSM's gift card he got me for my birthday for a nice Yeet shirt. I need one of those. There you but, go. Uh, no, I think it's good. I love Randy. Like I said, I think there's so many possibilities. We saw him as a babyface when he left. I think he'd come back as a heel. 
um, down the line, him and Cody, I mean, him and Jay, him and, I don't know, just give me everything. Um, no, I agree. Randy. I mean, I feel like we're saying like 10 years ago, Randy won't get off my TV, but I mean, he's been amazing. No, seriously. Even before he left, he was great. The RK no, Bro was stuff great. was very good. Are they going to hire a real back now that Randy's back? <laughs> God, no. He just cut his hair I saw the other day. Bro. Guy's doing like fucking OnlyFans now. No, I think he's uh, he won't be coming back anytime soon. But um, no, I'm excited for Randy to be back. His first time kind of being on his own. It seems like his non Arky Bro stuff that w- that went back to 2021. So like for the first real Randy or on his own since the Bray Wyatt Fiend feud in early 2021, which was terrible. So a renewed Randy Orton is uh, going to be exciting to see. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, no, I think I think it'll be a fun match, and I'm looking forward to seeing him back for the first time in, in about a year and a half, and. Hopefully you can have some new names to work with, like from the Judgment Day to Gunter and everyone else on Raw. Um, it is funny, though, just thinking, you you talked about Jey Uso's arc. Like, he's feuding with Drew McIntyre right now. They just did that match on Raw this week. You know, he could have some, you know, run-ins with Randy Orton coming out of Survivor Series. But we're supposed to believe, which I guess makes sense from a storyline standpoint, but it's such a fucking step down, that the end game to all of this is a WrestleMania match with Jimmy Uso, who has not been protected at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even close. They've broken up, and Jimmy's still with the bloodline, but he's clearly their whipping boy. He's just the, the fucking punching bag for the group. Meanwhile, Jay's become a massive babyface on Raw, and it's really paid off. That was a risk. They broke up that team, and it's paid off, because he's a big babyface right now. Like, it's not even a match I'm looking forward to at this point. It would be first time ever, sure, and they want to do the match. But that doesn't feel like a... That honestly kind of feels like a waste of Jay Uso. You know, I just feel like even Solo and Jay would make more sense. Who's He's already beaten, but... Jimmy and Jay? Like, that doesn't feel like an attraction right now because Jimmy's just such an afterthought at the moment, you know? Yeah, I think... I mean, maybe it's somewhere like Jay gets a title match against Gunther and then Jimmy costs them and they kind of rolls them together again. Yeah, they can um, heat so it like back said, up. Not, there's really no connection right now. I mean, he did cost them the tag belts, didn't he? Him and Cody. Yeah, no, no, they can. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying they can't heat it back up. But I'm just saying, as far as getting... Jimmy just isn't, Jimmy just isn't protected enough to be entertaining. Like, it's no, not like so I, they yeah, have to exactly. do something because right now he's just like the whipping boy. At least Jay's like over as a huge baby face on on Raw. Jimmy's just like. He's just an afterthought on his own. He's just he's not just a guy that's associated with the bloodline at this point. Seriously, like, he's, he's just over, not. Like, he's over just because he's with the bloodline, but like. I feel like they wanted to probably try to break him off, but then they're like, "Fuck, no one could care two shits about him without the judgment." They like said, "I really think Solo is Jay at this point." Yeah, no, no, Solo Jay works. I think that's pretty I mean, it's evident. Brother versus brother, right? What'd you say? <laughs> it's brother versus brother, just uh, not the right one. I guess it, I guess it's supposed to sell itself. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, last thing, we you know don't I'm see... saying? Like, brother versus brother, like Solo versus Jay. They're brothers. Oh, yeah. Listen, I mean, that would still work. I know we already beat him clean before SummerSlam, but maybe we're just supposed to forget about that. You know, I, I would take that over him and Jimmy. I just feel like him and Jimmy, I know it's a first-time ever match. Cool, cool, cool. But, like, no one cares about Jimmy right now. He's entertaining, but he's not Jay... Jay Uso's, like, a fucking... Not a main event guy, but he's clearly almost he's main, main event. main event Jay Uso, bro. I know, but I'm just saying he's close to... <laughs> He's much closer to a world title than Jimmy is to, like, a fucking mid-card title. You know, if that no, makes sense? Like, Jay's so over, and Jimmy's just, like I said, I feel like they tried to, like, break him off on his own, and just, it just, they didn't help, though. Like, he, like, immediately got beat up <laughs> by Cena, and, like, he didn't win against AJ, and it was just so weird. Then they yeah. just right in the back of the bloodline, and he's just, like, legitimately, like, a lackey. Has he, he won a single match? A again. He, he beat, he's lost to LA Knight, he lost a tag match to Cena, he lost to AJ Styles. Actually, he might have beaten AJ, but I think he beat maybe Carl Anderson, maybe? Like, has he yeah, really? Yeah, he beat Carl Anderson. 
That's, That's it. it. They need to have him beat like Roman Reigns in the next couple months if they want to make me care about. That's not going to happen, but they want to make me care about him and Jay. Like I love Jay, and I think the match will be fine. But that honestly feels like a waste that Jay was. Like I said, Jay's facing Drew right now, and Randy, like main event guys, the Judgment Day or main event people too on Raw. But like Jimmy, like that's that's a at this point that's a Raw match to me. That's not a WrestleMania match. But maybe I'll feel differently in March. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. No CM Punk on Saturday, right? I can't wait for him to come out with Patience. <laughs> you don't think it's a double swerve where they're saying, "Listen, he's not coming," and then he shows up anyway? I, I legitimately, seriously, don't think he'll be there just because they did the Randy Orton thing on purpose, and I also don't think they want to dwindle the Randy pop by having two people show up on the same show in the same circumstance. Um, you know, I know All Out did that, AEW did that with with Danielson and, and uh, Cole a couple years ago. WWE just doesn't do that. And I know people are saying, oh, he's the guy that Chinsuke's talking about. I mean, he could be. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible that he shows up. I would honestly be surprised, though. I just, I feel like they know they have Punk in their back pocket. They can call on him at any time when they can use him for a story or a big Mania match. Guess what? They don't need CM Punk right now. I don't I don't really think they need to bring him in on Sunday or on Saturday. And the show will be strong enough where they don't really need him, at least in my opinion. No, I agree. What do you think the payoff for the Shinsuke thing is? <laughs> Don't say Braun Strowman. I saw your dumb little thing on, on Twitter. No, I have a I have a different name now. Okay. Almas. <laughs> that's Dude. not serious, is it? <laughs> Some people say that. I'm like, you know, that's a great idea. No, that'd be fucking terrible. No, Dude, you know, I would literally throw my TV out the window if it was for Omos. <laughs> you know who someone mentioned to me, though? I don't love this idea because he would just, Shinsuke would just be fucking squashed. But Brock Lesnar. I mean, it could be Brock. Brock is under contract. We haven't seen him since SummerSlam. I think they actually, they would never mention this. They have history from New Japan from like 15 years ago. Yeah, they have a, that's like, for Brock's like one match in New Japan. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I mean, that could like, be yeah, it. I feel like Brock would just fucking kill him. That's the and issue, because Shinsuke's like, that's the problem. I, I love Shinsuke as a heel so far, and then they've done great stuff with him, and just to have him lose in five minutes to Brock would be a fucking way. So, I mean, I think, honestly, my safe bet would be Brock, because I don't think it's Bonk. Okay. <laughs> if it's Omos, I honestly think I'd rather see Omos. But... <laughs> Braun would just be dumb. That would make no sense. I mean, at when least you put Braun. I was like, dude, this kid. I think this kid's like drinking or something. Braun I said this. Roman? I would actually. You know what? You know what? I wouldn't hate to see Braun. I mean, I like Braun. Braun coming back to work with uh, Bronson Reed, provided Bronson Reed would win. I think that would work because that's something new and it's a big meaty man match, whatever you want to call it, and uh, you know, something different. Him and fucking uh, Braun and Chinsky again? Been there, done that. No thanks. If, <laughs> if, if Braun never comes back, no one would bat an eyelash. But, you know, I think they've used him well since he came back to the company last year. He was really over before he got hurt. No, I completely agree. I just, no maybe, thanks. Maybe him and Ricochet will reform their team. Ricochet got not, has nothing going on anyway, so why not, you know? No, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. A uh, lot to get into next week, Mr. Marceau, on our Survivor Series review show. But until then, new episodes every single Thursday and WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Pandora, Amazon Music. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, and never miss a new episode every single Thursday. Uh, enjoy Thanksgiving, Mr. Marceau. I'll catch up with you next week. Enjoy uh, the turkey and whatnot. Gobble, gobble, <laughs> Adios, brother. Join Graham, GSM Matthews, and RJ Marceau every Thursday as they run down their weekly wrestling rants, offer expert analysis, host exclusive interviews, and more. 
Subscribe today on all your favorite podcast platforms and never miss an episode of Wrestle Rant Radio.